Welcome to Swimming Upstream, the 10-minute podcast about Catholicism, technology, culture, baseball, whatever else might come up. I'm your host, Eric Sammons. This is episode number 39. On today's episode, I'm going to be discussing the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation. I'm recording this show on October 30, 2017, which means tomorrow is the 500th anniversary of when Martin Luther posted his 95 thesis on the church door in Wittenberg, I think it is. Boy, that's terrible that I don't remember that for sure, considering I'm a former Protestant. But anyway, these 95 theses that he posted up, which really at the time was not that big a deal because professors posted up their theses on church doors all the time as a way of sparking debate. But really, in hindsight, it's looked upon as the beginning of the Protestant Reformation, which split the church and really split Western Christendom and led to uh, everything we have today in in Protestantism. And so I just want to talk a little bit about this uh, anniversary. And one thing I just want to mention is I've, I've heard that some Catholic leaders are celebrating the Protestant Reformation. I've noticed, I think all of them who are doing so are cradle Catholics. Like they never lived as a Protestant, so they don't really understand it. I don't think they don't really understand what it is they're celebrating. But let's talk a little bit about the Reformation and about the 500th anniversary. Uh, really, the Reformation is more like a revolution. A Reformation, in a true sense, is you take something that you have that has become corrupted in some way and you restore it to what it previously was when it, before it was corrupted. And I don't see how you can say the Protestant Reformation did that, because really what it did was it created a whole new faith. If you look at the history of the church, you see that what Protestantism became is not what Christianity was from the beginning. In fact, uh, blessed John Henry Newman once famously stated that to be deep in history is to cease to be Protestant. In other words, if you really see history and Christian history, church history, you'll see Protestantism is a new uh, a new religion, really, that began in the 16th century. And so really it is a, a revolution more than a reformation, because a revolution changes into a new thing. It overthrows the existing order for a new order, and that's really what the Protestant Reformation did. And there's a lot of people involved in it, obviously, and I don't think when Luther uh, nailed those 95 Theses, he had any idea what he was starting. In fact, I'm sure of that. Now, he did later become much more adamantly anti-Catholic and much more leading a revolution against the Catholic Church, but initially that's not what it was about. And really, it was a, it was a it was timing more than anything. Because if you look at the history of how of the Church in the Middle Ages, there was a lot of movements that were similar to Luther's that wanted to uh, abandon a lot of Catholic teaching, maybe abandon faith in the sacraments or the hierarchy or different things of that nature, uh, maybe return uh, more directly to the Bible, all the things that uh, the Reformation ended up doing. Other movements had started doing it, but they never took off. And I think really it was a timing issue that it became... Um, and the church at that time was so corrupt and had so many problems, and there's so many political issues involved as well with, with, with leaders like in Germany and other places who want to break away from the political power of the Catholic Church that you had it really ignite Europe, especially Northern Europe, and become a, a, a really revolutionary force. And so you have Luther, who really was the initial spark for it. Uh, you have John Calvin, who was like the theologian in many, in many ways of the Protestant Reformation, the great theologian of it. He's the one who systematized it into a theology um, that became 
uh, more than just a, a populist movement, so to speak. Of course, you have Zwingli, who was the radical, and he was the one who really kind of took it really far. It, a lot of people don't know this, but most of the reform, original reformers did not like each other, did not agree with each other. And so somebody like Luther would not have at all, did not at all agree with somebody like Zwingli, who went much more radically. But really, American Protestantism today is, is closest to what Zwingli taught. For example, the symbolic nature of the Eucharist, that was Zwingli, that was not Luther, and not even Calvin, really, although Calvin went a little bit further than Luther towards symbolism. Zwingli was complete symbolism, which is really what every Protestant, not every Protestant, but a vast majority of Protestants in America believe today. Now, a couple things about the Reformation. A couple things I want to make sure it's clear. As a Catholic speaking about it, let's be honest. The Catholic Church was in awful shape at that time. I think, you know, when people get upset about corruption in the church today or how terrible things are with the hierarchy today, I don't necessarily disagree with them, but I just don't see... They act like it's unique in history. They act like it's never happened before. And the fact is, the church was in terrible shape in the early 16th century. The popes were corrupt. The, the church leaders were corrupt. It was just awful. It was a political entity. Um, you know, everything had gone on in the Middle Ages with the Avignon Papacy, the, the Great Western Schism, all of that. It really was in bad shape. And here's something that might be a bit controversial for some to hear as a Catholic. I actually think it's unlikely that the Catholic Church would have reformed from that if not for the Protestant Reformation. If the Protestant Reformation never happened, let's say Luther didn't do his thing or it somehow didn't take off, I don't know if it ever would have gotten out of that corruption because that corruption had existed for many decades and centuries. I, I, it might have continued like that. Eventually that would have not been able to continue forever. And so I think that was uh, a positive benefit of the Reformation, so to speak. The Protestant Reformation is it led to a true Reformation inside the church. I don't know what would have happened without the Protestant Reformation. Also, uh, some of the, really, the, the, the thrust of the teachings of the Reformation have been embraced by the Catholic Church, especially in recent years. Some of that I agree with, some of it I don't. But the fact is, the, the idea of the laity becoming more um, prominent in the, in how the, in, in the church, uh, an emphasis on the Bible, uh, returning kind of to the early church and how they did things, an emphasis on grace and away from works, all those things are, are emphasis, not really a change in teaching, but emphasis that, that has changed over the years. And so in a lot of ways, the Catholic Church has, has embrace some of the more positive aspects of the Protestant Reformation while getting rid of some of the not-so-good aspects. But ultimately, I just don't see how any Christian can think the Protestant Reformation is anything but terrible. Celebrating it is like kids celebrating their parents' divorce. The fact of the matter is, is that Christendom divided in Western Christendom, especially divided through the Reformation, and it splintered. It didn't just divide into two groups. There's now thousands of denominations. There's so many different teachings within Protestantism. I don't see how that can be a positive thing. And in fact, we can't give as Christians a single witness to the world that desperately needs it because of this fracturing of Christendom and because of the Protestant Reformation, what came out of it. And so really today, or tomorrow, I should say, tomorrow, the, the anniversary of 500th anniversary of Reformation is not a day of celebration, but it's really a day of mourning, of sadness, sadness, of lamentations, because 
the United Christian Church has been splintered into so many different factions and so many different teachings and so many different uh, ways of living even. I mean, just the practical aspects of losing the sacramental life. I mean, I think that's probably, the, in my opinion, probably the worst thing that's come out of the Protestant Reformation is so many baptized Christians who are ba- received the sacrament of baptism don't receive any other sacraments. And I just think that's probably the, one of the saddest things that come out of it. And so the question is, what do we do now, uh, you know, looking forward past the 500th anniversary? I think there's been a big emphasis on ecumenism over the past 50 years, but I think most of that ecumenism, frankly, has been uh, a waste of time, and, re- and if, at best, and at worst, a dumbing down and a watering down of Christian Catholic teaching. Really what true ecumenism is, it's working for unity in the truth, and that's an important qualifier there, in the truth. And so what we want, the end result is we want one united church. We want all Christians, to put it bluntly, we want all Christians to become part of the Catholic Church. And we want to make it, we do this as Catholics by making very clear what we teach, uh, working hard to avoid corruption, avoid scandal, because that's what originally caused the Reformation. We don't want to give um, anybody human reasons not to want to join the Catholic Church. And we want to urge our Protestant brothers and sisters to become Catholic, to at least explore Catholicism and see why it is the church that Jesus Christ founded and to become Catholic. So in this 500th anniversary of the splintering of, of Christendom and the destruction really of a united church, I think what we should be doing is praying and fasting that we don't celebrate a thousandth anniversary. In fact, I don't even celebrate 501st anniversary of the Reformation, but instead work towards a united and one Catholic church. Okay, well, that's it for today's episode. Uh, If you like this podcast, please rate and review it uh, well on iTunes, and I would appreciate it greatly. But until next time, keep swimming against the stream.